0: What's going on, hustle fam? It's your friend Ryan here, hosting Sustained by Hustle podcast, brought to you by Nightmare Bustle. And to my left is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Phenomenal. And to my right is Whitmer. Whitmer. Wilmer. I'm gonna get that right one of these days. How you? How you feeling? How you doing? I'm
1: cool. I'm cool. What's up, everyone?
0: Love it. So we had an incredible weekend. Um, just briefly go over. You know. The kind of weekend that we have, we had Nightmare Muscle at the full.
2: Full sticker. I,
0: full, stucker? full
2: sticker? Full sticker. Full sticker. Full sticker. Don't do pause. Full sticker. Full sticker. That's better than we what were saying. What is that? It's like a Nordic wolf. I don't know 100. percent I just know it's from Norse mythology.
0: Okay, so that's the gym we were at this weekend with the booth we was rocking. Uh, Really cool to uh, always be a part of the powerlifting meets. They are back rocking again. It's still a little weird out there with the mask, no mask, distance, no distance. That's also
2: because we are in Redwood City.
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, And the gym was really, you know, the gym was a really good size, but for the size meet that uh, and the amount of people that were in there, you know, it was just it didn't have that airflow that would have made it um, much more comfortable for people to be in there. COVID-19. Well, you know what I was to say? This, this is what I learned
2: from talking to Aaron, the owner. Because um, I did remember seeing his gym on the list before, but I, we never went to it. And I was like, why have we never been here? And he was telling me it was because it was supposed to happen, I think, March or April last year yeah. when COVID all shut down. Yeah. Um. So they never had the opportunity to have a meet and, and they have that experience and fix it.
0: But I, I, I could have sworn you said that he's you've seen him at other meetings.
2: I have seen him at meets. Uh, which is super weird. We've we've seen him a few times in the last six years. This is the first time we ever spoke, though.
0: Okay, so um, he didn't take notes when he was at another meet. So, <laughs> with that being said, maybe you should take notes. I'm not talking shit, just saying, you know, just, you know, be a little, you know, like, you, you understand the flow of things, you know, if you've been to other meets. You know, that's what we try to do as a brand and just as, you know, individuals that do work in the intricacies of being at meets is we take notes. We know what kind of works, what doesn't work, the demographic of people that are there, the different style of lifters that are there, the 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 um what is the organization that's there? So if it's USAPL USPA. or if it's USPA,
2: Charmin Corporation. Uh, so uh, all of these things Charmaine. matter,
0: and you know if if you don't take those notes while you're there, so when you throw your own event, then um, shame on you. Anyways. It was a great meet. Um, we weren't there normally the whole long time we were there, but we just wanted to pop in. We wanted to, you know, show up. I feel that having a brand there that is selling something, whatever it is, always adds to the meet. Uh that's just my opinion. But, you know, I feel when you have other brands that are there at the meet, it just gives the meat, you know, a uh like a a layer. Like yeah, a deeper feel to it, right? Like you got dream. people selling stuff there, so that means that there's gonna be people there, and then if you're selling things and people are buying things, that means it's rocking.
2: So I don't know how you guys feel. What do you guys feel about
0: you know having brands and just other uh, vendors at powerlifting? Do you guys feel the same way, Mike?
2: I think I'm the worst person to ask because I don't do a lot of stuff. Like I don't listen to music. I never been to a concert. Um, All right, cool. So don't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't ask me these questions. Uh, shit, I'm on the same boat with Mike. But uh, no, it does. It does. I feel like it does. Like. Uh, Build, it kind of gives you a sense of community, like, mm. you yeah, know. Right. So, like a lot of people, like when they see us they're, they're like, they're like, uh, man, like it's not an event without you. Get, like yeah. you know, people you have
2: said that, yeah. So, so I do like that.
1: You know, it's it's just <laughs> familiarity. Like you see us, like it's okay. You know, it's going down. It's a
0: fit. Uh, all right. So can we say that Nightmare Muscle makes it official?
2: It
1: does. Can we
0: say that Nightmare Muscle makes the powerlifting meet official? Look here. If
2: Nightmare Muscle's not on the banner or or at the event, it's not real. Let's be real.
0: Hey, man. Hey, we've we've slowly worked ourselves into that position. And though not everybody may have heard of us or see us, we're there, you know, indirectly or directly there. But I feel that, man, you know, when we're there, you know, we're, we're mixing and mingling with people. We're always trying to do something to add value to the meat. We're never trying to take away from it other than, you know, Taking your donations for our T-shirts, our you know, services, you know, our <laughs> services. Um, but we've kind of in, uh, injected ourselves into this culture, which I will talk to about that briefly. You know, uh, coming up in another topic here, but I feel that you know us as a brand, Nightmare Muscle, being at the meets really does help, and the meet that we just were at was really cool. You know, it was it's nice to see. You know, at least gyms here in the Bay, you know, get into the powerlifting scene. Which um, I'll just get into the next topic. Are we good with? Well, I to say
2: now that I think about it, my one personal thing I'll say about this, that yeah, I do think booths make a big difference in events, and I will say this because I've been to meets where some people just should not have a booth there. Uh, we've been to events where there's other booths there that are trying to sell their product or their service, and it just doesn't make sense, and I think it confuses everybody. But like at least when we're there.
0: Because it makes sense, because we have, you know, the either the now we have elbow sleeves and knee sleeves. So if you haven't checked that out, go to the website, go to our Instagram, you know, and go and go 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 check out and see how it looks, man. Because we pop it now. Shameless plug. And, and a brief break from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, now we have you know the knee sleeves and elbow sleeves. For you know our community of people that love us and and just want to continue to support what we're doing here, which is all for the lifters and all for the supporters. Speaking of you know the Bay Area, uh, I want to touch on what do you how do you guys feel about running a fitness brand here, more specifically, you know a powerlifting brand in the Bay? Because a lot of people, if you're not from the Bay Area and you're listening to this, the Bay Area is is interesting, you know. It's uh, it's a melting pot of different cultures and people from all walks of life. We are like the the tech center of the world, you know. We got Facebook, Google, all the oogles here. We, we had got Tesla. No, not no more. We oh, had them. They're going to Texas. All right. Well, it was. It, they still left their footprint here, and all of the people that were a part of them and the price have left here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the prices have went up around here, but. With that being said, man, you know, it does make it, I would say, challenging to push this culture or this mindset, you know, of powerlifting, being aggressive, showing up to the gym, you know, moving some serious weight, and then on top of that, having, you know, content that is wrapped around that as well, and trying to market that here in the Bay Area, because we're big, pretty big outside of the Bay, you know in the Bakersfield area, and then you can even go to other states,
2: Texas. The the, the Midwest East Coast gives us all type of love. Mike
0: knows all these things. uh, I keep track of every these things. But, um, you know, it hurts my feelings a little bit. I'm just going to be truly transparent here with everyone that's listening to us, the few that are. It hurts my feelings, you know, a little bit, a lot of it, when I don't see our brand in these gyms, and I'm speaking more specifically right now to commercial gyms, And I understand that, you know, we're in the power, we're in the power scene and not as much as I would like, but, you know, we're working on uh, being a little more, I was, we're working on being more consistent with what we want to provide to our niche market, which is the strength, the strength realm, powerlifting, strongman and all the aggressive sports, but I'm just saying, you know, I wish I would see a bit more of our t-shirts out here in the 24 Hours uh, Fitnesses. That's the gym that I've gone to for over 15 years. And to see Gym Shark, Alpha Male Elite, or whatever, Alpha Elite, you know, strength, even some Strength Cartel. We even got Barbell Brigade up here. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Do you guys not know here in the Bay Area, there's a brand here? That you can represent what? I'm not doing my job. I'm not doing um, you know my due diligence around here, and you know I'm looking to help. Just give that option. I'm not here to change it yet, but I'm here to give an option. Here shortly, I will uh, start forcing my hand upon people. Just kidding. But um, how do you guys feel? You know, I you know what's your opinion on that? How do you feel about running? The, you know, like what 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 are your what are your thoughts and feelings on?
2: Having, I don't think it's brand. New. Go first, Will. Go ahead. Will. I didn't. I
1: mean, the, the, <laughs>
2: the only explanation I
1: I could give, I think, is that the Bay Area is like it's like a melting pot, right? Mm-hmm. There you got people from all different cultures, and powerlifting doesn't necessarily seem to be a universal, I guess, sport. Mm-hmm. If you go to Central America, that's where I'm from, El Salvador. Like, no one knows what the like. What they, I don't even think they have. They might have gyms, but. It's not cracking like that, uh, so for sure no, they don't. They, they they probably don't even know what powerlifting is. And then you have a lot of those people out here in the Bay Area. I think I think
2: bodybuilding is a much more like universal sport. Maybe
1: now or calisthenics. Yeah, like I think
2: because it's like you physically can see that. Yeah. You, especially now you can see a motherfucker that's hella strong and you keep like no
1: well, way. even you even have like you know like like part of the culture is like oh don't do sh- you know stuff that's that's gonna get you hurt. Yeah. Right, uh, so, man, uh, stigma. You know, mom, man, my, my, my I love my mom, but she'll like tell me all the time, like, stop lifting. You are gonna hurt yourself. You are gonna hurt yourself. I was like, doesn't matter what you do, you are gonna hurt yourself. So, yeah. Um, she was right though. I did hurt myself. <laughs> and it wasn't lifted. So, but it yeah, wasn't lifted. <laughs> yeah. Well, she told me to not do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mom's is always gonna try to protect the baby. But you know? that, that's that's how the culture is out there. Like, man, anything physical is gonna hurt you. So don't do it. Mm.
2: Mike. I think it's weird. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to get to the, the nitty-gritty of it because it doesn't make any sense. And the only thing I can kind of bring it back to you is if you've ever heard that people like talk or your mom or just like memes on the Internet that you could find someone that lives 10,000 miles away from you. And they're going to support you 100% more than the motherfucker back back like next door. Mm. Um, and that's not throw throw at anyone that lives next door to me. It's just facts. Nah, like, I'll keep it real, but Like, people I went to high school with and, you know, whatever, and I've known forever, they don't fuck with me. They don't buy my shit. Uh, I'll get a like on Instagram if I post me and Fabi, you know, or they say that's cute. And the Q100, like, it is what it is. But you have someone that's never met us, but has someone has either given them that muscle or they've seen us at an event on a banner and they followed us, and they have, they, they go out of their own comfort zone sometimes to tag us or DM us and be like, ask us what it is, or buy buy something because they've seen us at this meet, this meet, this meet, um, just being on a backdrop, or there's someone already over there that's like preaching that muscle and they've never even physically met us. Um, so for me, I've tried, I've learned, I, I don't want to say I don't care uh, about with them not wearing it here, but I think it'd be a way harder push to, to uh, for us to grow it. Because it's not in the Bay Area culture to be like that. Um,
1: yeah, I was gonna say that too. All right. Yeah. Like even when
2: we were, even when it was like cracking with sidewalk cracking motherfuckers on like CT Fletcher and that was like the the big push on on YouTube and everything. That still wasn't like hella popular over here. Yeah. You know, like Barbo Gay was popping off. Um, uh, Old Squire, and I think was also a little bigger because Rich Brown and them were going there. But it's not like they were coming to the Bay Area. The closest thing we had was the San Jose FedEx boat, and that's like when the Fitek boat was kind of popping.
0: And to be clear on what the Bay Area is, we have the South Bay, which is, um, I would consider San Jose, um, touching into the Campbell Cupertino area. And then if you went to the West Bay, uh, that's on the other side of the bridge from us is the peninsula, which would be Palo Alto, uh, Redwood City, uh, San Carlos, you know, um, even into, um, Sorry, you guys. There's some short line. Exam- <laughs> There's some
1: Someone shot. got shot.
0: Someone, us You know, hopefully not. But we got San Mateo, Foster City, um, and then even Burlingame. If we get to the north, and then San Francisco. Francisco. People are familiar with San Francisco, the North Bay. San um, I would even say up to uh, Nevada. You know, in that area. I feel like
2: you're pushing it with Nevada, but that's yeah. my own so opinion. They still
0: consider that the Bay. They can consider the that all bay. they want. Anyways, yeah. I got love for them out there because, you know, they supported us, and they're further out from right here in the That's east. That's what I'm saying. I'm so, I'm,
1: I'm coming right, so you in around. You know, about when she, she comes. You know, okay,
0: so we coming around. So, I'm just trying to paint this picture of what the bay <laughs> yeah. is, you know, for, for people. So, um, uh, you know, Sonoma County, you know, people, they.
2: <laughs> Bruh.
0: I'm, I'm telling you. They say the North Bay, they go all the way up there, bro. We're part of the North. For me, it's stops at
2: Berkeley. Okay. That's just uh,
1: that's...
0: Oh, so so then we'll come down oh, yeah, yeah, so Rich then, man. the so then you would say Berkeley is more
2: north bay than it is the east bay? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's my it, tip. It, it, it that's is? my tip.
1: Mm-hmm. Richmond. I wouldn't even and, I, north I, and, bay?
2: and I personally wouldn't even go past Millpitas. So, you, I feel like you'd be South in. Bay? Yep, but I feel uh, like you be you about to hurt
1: some people. Hey. That's okay.
0: Kevin uh, like San Jose, bro, because that first is of, like, part of U- it.
1: Union City.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, bro, we're about to get some hey, hate. This is why the Bay Area does the supporters because y'all are cutting off, like, millions of people, bro.
1: First of, first of all, I mean, South Bay
0: is, I'm not getting into this rant
2: here. I'm just <laughs> trying to paint a picture. Do <laughs> not listen to these guys, all right? Oh, okay, so San Jose. You are in you are Santa you know Clara, Sonoma County. You've been hanging this. He's in Union City. Anyways pushing it. In. So where you're on <laughs> Sonoma County. We get
0: into the East Bay, you guys, and the East Bay, according to them, is uh Oakland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, you got, I Oakland, even, you got I Hayward, you have this little place called San Leandro in the midst of all of that. And then um I would say Fremont is still somewhat of the East Bay, that's still like mid east south, but you know, it is what it is. So that's what it looks like. I, I probably didn't do a great job of painting that clear picture for you guys, but that is the Bay Area that we're talking about.
1: We'll yeah. just go with the main cities, yeah, we'll right? Go,
0: we'll, go that. we'll go San Mateo. We'll go San Mateo, San Francisco, Berkeley, Emeryville, Oakland, and then Hayward. You know, over here. So, little, yeah, so this is like and, Oakland, San
1: Francisco.
2: Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, that, that's what people know. And, you know. for real though. If you think about it, if you talk to anyone in the other other country where you live, and they maybe, either want like, to know
1: Berkeley a little bit. Cause
2: they said so they don't. They don't re- register that with being the bay though. Uh, They are excited somewhere else though. It's on that's California. So it's another say It's like they think of Berkeley as they think of Mount <laughs> Malibu. It's not the same. No, but not, whenever that. I have to, people ask me where we're from, and I say San Leandro, like they don't know. The two things you got to go to is uh, Oakland. And they'll either say, oh, or they be like, oh, where's that? Where, like, where's that? I was like, we're 30 minutes from San Francisco. Mm-hmm.
1: And then like, and oh. San
0: Francisco has its own stigmas, too, as well. So I try not to say just San Francisco. I'll say Oakland. But um, so that's the Bay. And powerlifting and the culture of powerlifting is not a huge scene out here. So you can imagine us as a, so, for the most part, we are a fitness brand, but we cater to powerlifting. We all powerlift. Some of us are retired or coming out of retirement, but uh, the basis of our fitness is powerlifting, and we got a whole lot of support from that community of
2: people. we, we You proved my point, though. It's literally the further away from you get from us, like, as our headquarters, is the more love we get. It makes no nice. sense. Yeah. Because, um, like, we, we go to every gym. We've traveled across the country. Uh, we've traveled different states. We go to meets left and right. We support everything.
1: But- Honestly, like, the only way I found out about powerlifting was through YouTube. If YouTube didn't exist, but I would have. I I Dude,
2: I don't people are, are I don't very oblivious. But I think it's like, I don't know. I think being training like that in the Bay Area is still foreign to them. More and more people are doing it. But I think it's also, like, the newer kids that are doing it. Like, the newer lifters that are doing it.
0: All right. Um. So, so I guess... You know, my question was, uh, how, so how is it to run a fitness brand? I mean, you know, fitness brand here. I can even say fitness brand. Yeah, like, Powerlifting is fitness, so I'll just say fitness. You know, you guys that are listening, we're speaking about powerlifting, but, you know, fitness in general, because we all dabble in, other, uh, especially me, I do a lot of different things within the realm of fitness.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, how is it I here? Think, I think we will need to open a gym and, like, embed the culture. Oh, yeah, the facility. Like, you can't embed a culture with just, like, the brand. Like, they need to see it. Like, because even Rush
2: has his own building. And people, that's like a, that's almost so like we need a facility. We here. need something. Because uh, I think running a fitness brand specifically is probably the hardest business you can run in the Bay Area. Unless you play on your looks and you're trying to lightweight be a fucking snake. Because I think that's like, I'm a
1: did say? Nah, I'm talking
2: about, like, the dudes that are, like, just snakes. Like, snake in the grass, that motherfucker, you ever heard that? Okay, whatever. You know what I mean though. They're just like they're not good people.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
2: Like that's best way to put it. Yeah. They're flesh. Or you know, or they they really really trying to take advantage of you. Fat sand. (laughs) Let's bring it back. Um, A
0: lot of people don't have the context of what we're saying. So have to be careful. Like we gotta give some give some 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 sign to. Look, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you.
2: So whenever we talk about something being sand, that means it has no foundation. It's like, they didn't go down to the bedrock to build your house. They just went right after the gravel and the dirt to the sand layer. And that's, if you ever had an earthquake or anything happens, your house is coming apart. Because you got no foundation.
0: So that's our sand. Um, Anytime we refer to sand,
2: sand, that's what it got no
0: foundation. Sand is along the lines of being like a thought. (laughs) You know, just like, you know, you're just someone that is just surface, man. You don't, there's not, there's not a whole lot of depth to you. Once you get past like the hello and you start talking to someone, it's not a whole lot there and you're like, alright, cool. So I know you didn't earn what you got. You just are perceiving to be something that you're actually not. Yeah. So we're trying to change that face of fitness around here because we are dudes that embody fitness. We embody what we do from a physical standpoint because it is deeper for us. It's deeper than a rep. That is why, that is where that uh, I coined that quote Term, our term is is deeper than a rep, man. Anything that we do repetitively throughout the day, it has a deeper, it has a deeper connection in our life because that's what's driving us to do it. So for us, powerlifting and fitness is truly, you know, a bedrock in our lives. I'll just speak for myself, you know, and not for these guys, you know. I think it does, but for at least for me, it's like that's what kept me out of trouble. That's what really helped me structure my life because I wasn't the most structured person. Like I ripped and ran the streets, and then just always came back to training. Like I would be drinking all night, but then I know I woke up in the morning and went to the gym. Like it was just something that I always came and did. You had a regimen. It was yeah. Like it, I didn't, even though I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, <laughs> I was showing up right. And, like, that's a that's another thing to, like, people say, oh, just be consistent. Well, yeah, you can be consistent in showing up and consistently not getting the results that you want. At some point, you have to start to understand and comprehend what you're doing in order to get those results.
2: And make better decisions. And that's
0: when powerlifting came into my life, and it really showed me that you need a program, you need to follow it, and you also need to get some, at some point,
2: some mentoring. I feel like that's funny because I feel like at the beginning you were not about it. No, I wasn't. No, you're like against it. Yeah, I was, I because
0: I didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not to anyone's point out here in the Bay Area that they don't understand. You know, the culture of powerlifting or just like being aggressive towards your fitness.
2: I think that's exactly what it is. What? It's the lack of understanding of what the sport is and what they do. Because even now, like a lot of what people do when it meets is education, and like what you do on the mic is educating people what they do, what it, what this is. Um, and we already know if people fear. Or they don't understand it. They're and they're scared so of it.
1: Ryan has more responsibility on the mic
2: now. Yeah. Oh
1: shit. Not only are you <laughs> not only are you entertaining everybody. You gotta inform. Yeah, you're been informing been and educating. Enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. So all right. So you know we're coming to uh, you know some some interesting um,
2: point of views. Point of views,
0: and we're we're starting to get a better picture by just speaking this out loud. Like we need to educate people a little more on powerlifting. Um, the culture of it, and I'll just get into the culture that is now being birthed through powerlifting. How do you guys feel about the
2: culture here now?
0: The culture in of, the Bay the, the
2: Baby or the new just no, new baby lifters. I'm just gonna say the generation that's coming up now through powerlifting, like just through and through.
0: Not here in the Bay Area because we know that you know there's a little culture here and we can speak on that. But I'm just saying, you know, in general, how are we feeling about the culture of powerlifting?
1: It's hella
2: I'm just kidding. I don't really have an input. Um, my input on it is I have I'm very hot and cold with it. I've seen some very shitty things that come from some of these younger cats. Uh and I'm not even hella old. I'm fucking I'm <laughs>
1: twenty.
2: I know, right? I'm I'm not even twenty seven yet. Yeah. But like I'm talking about like the eighteen year olds and nineteen year olds, twenty year olds that are coming to the sport. Like when I came into it and I was working at Boss Barbell, like I remember who I was back then, it was just super different. Um and I was arrogant then. You know? Um so I've seen people do some shady ass shit, like talking down to people, um, being hella rude to other people, uh, stealing shit at meets, which is fucked up. But I've also seen, you know, kids and people that are are, are brand new to the sport, even like that are coming in here and they're killing the game and they're some of the best people ever. You know, um, like Sean is a great, great, great example. Or I mean, Ethan, because what does he do? He helps. He has a he helps run a youth program. Mm-hmm. So that may not be nothing that really oh, pertains. Sean. Sean, okay, that is Sean. My bad. So I'm sorry, Sean, if you listen to this. I apologize. That's my fault. Um, but that's not something that hella pertains to the lifting. But that is something that pertains to who he is as a lifter. And I think that's more important than any amount of weight that you can put up. Because I think a lot, of the, a lot of the new cats, you have two things. That's very surface shit. Or they just want a big total. or And they suck as people. Or they're genuinely trying to be better. Like in, I, I'm trying to think of his name. He was a dude on the mic. Who? At Warcat, Gilbert, I forget his name, but he's he's the Saturday. So, star. do
0: you think that's this new generation? Like, cause I was just saying, like, want to speak, maybe within the last seven years, sixty, six, like, say, like, as long as we've been in the game. Okay, so I feel like you know that's a new wave, right? It for we're sure, is the, we were in the front f- forefront of that with the C.T. Fletcher's, the, the, the Mike the, Sheets, like the then you have the Larry Wills. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hacks, um, the young lady from Miami. Uh, oh, Steffi Cohen. Steffi Cohen. Steffi Cohen. Steffi. Um, yeah. Steffi Cohen. And all the, uh, um, I don't know, all so that this generation, is it the new generation's fault that they are the way they are? Because that generation before them really blew up the whole scene, like made it like an, like an influencer now. Like if you live big weight, you're going to get big things thrown at you. You know, uh, you don't have to really too much care about uh, your personal self, you know, and maybe some conduct and character. Because with those names, there's some suspect um, conduct that was done with right? It, so. so is it the new generations? Is it necessarily their fault that they're acting the way that they're acting and creating this culture of like...
2: Okay, so that's deep, and we can talk about something like that.
1: I feel like it is their fault.
2: I, wasn't, I was going to agree. It for sure is their fault because you know what? It's just as time goes on. Bro, if it wasn't their fault, then we would still have Flapper from 1920.
1: No, that's not what I meant. I mean, like, it's the new lifter's fault. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You, de- you decide who you get influenced by. Like, I know for, like, me, like, I'm choosing who who has influence over me and who doesn't. So. No, I agree what with you, you. So, where
2: did that come from, though?
1: What?
0: Like, your frame of thought, your mindset. Oh.
1: Uh, I wanted to. Build my I wanted to build the character that I, I looked up to. So, so someone you that know, you admire, right? Yeah, there's there's certain individuals that I admire and I there's certain characteristics of them that I admire and that's what I try to strive for. Anything outside of that, if it's like BS or if my and in my opinion is BS, then I disregard it or you know. It's kinda of playing build a barrel with your son. Do you think
0: that has anything to do with you
1: having a son? Or do you think you've always kind of been that way? uh for sure uh because having you know having my son did influence it, it influenced it influenced me as well because you know it made me uh, i became more responsible immediately
2: there two things happened you were either gonna fold or you're yeah, gonna back i've been
1: like bro, i'm out <laughs> and that happened um, a lot yeah yeah no but no, nah, I, I i you know I, I was taught by my parents you know yeah take care of your responsibilities that was my responsibility mm-hmm. you know
2: I think, uh, but I do, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I agree with you. It's the new lifter's fault that shit's getting the way it is. Like, people will DM and ask, oh,
1: do you sponsor? And
2: it's like they have, like, ten followers, and they haven't done nothing. Uh,
1: and I feel like right now, is, it's even more so important to understand that concept, because, like, everyone's trying to fucking influence everyone on mm-hmm. social media and all this shit, YouTube. Um, so if you could start to understand, like, that you're being influenced left and right,
2: yeah, like, you, you may really, not think about it, but you'll you be are more in
1: control of your actions and, and how you feel about yourself.
2: And that's what I was going to go on to say. I think it's uh, so. It's new lifters' fault that they're being influenced, or they're allowing that to happen. But it's also people that have been in the game or just starting the game, and they're faking it a hundred percent. Like you know, they're, they're showing money and car things that they really can't afford, or not really doing, um, or they're going to LA and putting on a show using fake weights for videos and shit, which is yeah, a real yeah. big thing going on. Um, all that stuff that perpetuates a lifestyle that is not attainable for you, um, fucks up your perception of things. And cause let's be real, everyone's not going to be rich. No. Everyone's not going to be strong as hell. They're not going to get sponsored. That's also
0: subjective, right? Yeah. It like, it is like, subjective. So, so, so then what, what is your, uh, definition of rich, right? What is your definition of being hell strong or being strong?
2: You know? Okay. I'll, I'll fix what I said. Cause not everyone's going to have the financial freedom that they want. Okay. Not everyone's going to be able to lift all the wet pounds that they ever want to. They're going to fall short on their goals at some point in their life. And I think telling people that they're going to get the body they want um, if they do what you tell them to do or they get your fucking tea or they buy your stupid booty program or they buy this fucking bullshit-ass pre-workout that's going to give them all the energy in the world, um, things like that is what fucks people up. And I think that's bad marketing. Although marketing done well with great products can change a lot of people's lives, um, we, and that's why the FCC is uh, this, this is a little fun fact that FCC also, you're supposed to let your people, your followers know if it's a paid sponsorship, people don't do that. Um, because that's wrong on so many levels to people, of the public, like if we were to, you know, pay someone to promote a product that, I don't know, whatever, let's say it literally made you stronger. And it's like these sleeve, let's say my sleeve, sleeves made you squat 300 more pounds. And I had a guy on there, he was squatting like. 670 and that's what he has in a, in a meat. and then later down the road he squats 300 extra pounds on top of that and we was, we told you that. And I paid him to do that and he didn't tell you that? That's wrong on so many levels. Yes, that may technically be true for him but that's wrong and fucked up. And I think the people that perpetuate that are just as bad as the people that allow themselves to be e- easily influenced. Um,
0: I'm playing I'm play Devil's advocate. I don't think it's just the new generation's fault, you know, because. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but it's not really working. Excuse me. So I do understand this new generation because they want to keep up, right? Yeah. They want to do the things that those lifters or those influencers are already kind of doing. And most of the people that I named are really that strong. But they don't always disclose, you know, how they got there or mm-hmm. how long it took them to get there or the reason why they were able to get there so fast, right? And every person, even myself included, like, I'm relatively strong if you're going to say against a, a regular gym goer, But if you put me in the pool of, you know, the, the, the elites or even the middle elites, I fall on the bottom hat, you know, mm-hmm. the, the bottom part. And at one point I was like, damn, like I wanted to strive to be like that, right? I wanted to be someone that walked in the building like, damn that dude's hella strong or damn that dude can bench hella weight. But then, you know, I was like, dude, like that's so that's so surface, you know. That's like like what does it matter? Because if that's what you're striving for. As soon as you're done being whatever that was, you will no longer matter. And
2: someone's gonna come up behind. And you. somebody's
0: right there, up mm-hmm. on my heels. And, I think- and there's some youngster that's gonna do it. So it's like, is that really the reason why you're here, Ryan? Is that the really is was that the real reason why you even started powerlifting? What is that? And I think I need to do a better job of just, um, you know, expressing that. So because then we do have that the the influencers that are full of shit, right? But then we don't necessarily have a whole lot of them that are just, you know, just giving like, some,
2: some, some real context
0: to, to what it is. And I'm not trying to downplay or water down anything that you guys are trying to do. If you want to go for that kind of uh, lifestyle, just do take it with a of grain of salt, though. Just understand what comes with it. Like the person that wants to take shit from somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to take it. But just when you get that glock shoved in your mouth from the officer, yeah. just know that they, like you attracted that, right? Or if you go in front of a judge and they slam the gavel on you, just understand that you need to stand up and say, I did do this. This is my fault. Don't blame it on somebody else. And that is the problem that I have. And that's why I think that there is a responsibility for those that do have a huge following to be a little more transparent But I know that there is a danger with that. But, man, you're doing a disservice to those that do see you as someone that is of influence to them, right? That doesn't have the Wilmer mentality that, like, if I don't admire you and if I kind of tap in with you and you seem a little suspect, I'm going to dismiss you. There are some that are just that naive, you know? And it's, you know, whose fault is that,
2: right? It's like, I I don't know. I I think that's such a good topic because... um, there's a bunch of people that we're looking so as regular people, like you give everyone that has influence at any level of the power, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's fucked up. It's like I, for whatever reason if you got famous for, it, I think it's fucked up to hold them to account to high standards sometimes because sometimes they literally just got that lucky and they may like, uh, they may not be that good of a person and trying to hold them to that level, the caliber of a person is just it's like it's fighting an uphill battle well, so everyone is pulling you back. It's not just you trying to go up hills. Like, um, and I think celebrities are a good oppor- example because just because we like them in movies and they're good at acting or whatever the fuck they're good at or, or playing a sport, that doesn't mean they're ever going to be a good person. And, um,
0: just, like keep that thought, but it also brings up the quote to me as I like, "With um, great power comes great responsibility. responsibility. Okay,
2: Spider-Man Uncle Ben.
0: I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I think there was one more that I wanted uh, to touch on, but like that, that I hear a lot of people of influence talk about that quote. Like, be careful what you ask for, because you just
2: might get. There's it. consequences. To everything. There's
0: con So, not your fault that you got the success that you got and yeah. where you're at in life, but you attracted this. So now you have the attention on you. You liked it one aspect of the success, but you don't want
2: the every like. No, you get it all. I think right? it's like a, I think it's a perfect example of that like be careful what you ask for, because you can make a shitload of money. Right, and it comes with all type of problems.
0: Absolutely. Like I, like and I, taxes.
2: You know, Not even just that, like scrutiny, for okay. one. Because you know, I talk to you guys about how big I would like things to be, or the thing, the type of things I would like to do that are industry changing or life changing. But all that really comes with a problem. Like, look at Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and anyone that makes any type of fucking real money, like billions of dollars, like world changing money. They are under the most amount of scrutiny. Look at what, like Bill Gates, is a perfect example. Because, like, everyone thought he was some geeky nerd, and then him and his wife split up, and all this shit's coming out of the woodwork. Him cheating on her, um, him supposedly maybe going to that pedophile island, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but the scrutiny comes on you with, with that type of influence, that type of attention, or um, what's celebrity, I guess that's the best way to put it. Because you don't have to make a lot of money to be scrutinized. But when you the more eyes on you, the more you're going to be judged, and the more you have to be careful for your own actions.
0: I feel that that's why we are important in this culture of nightmare muscle. And I think that's why we are a pillar in here. And I'm just going to say it because we're stand-up guys. You know, we we care about, you know, the content that we put out. We care about those that do watch us. And we always strive to be our best. You know, every day that we wake up and every day that we put a post up, we understand that this may influence somebody. And we want to do our very best to... Um, make sure that it's taken in the right, at, you know, in the right manner. Like we can't control every aspect, but the intentions behind of what we do is always with trying to add value to you guys and to everyone that comes in our um, in our view. In our view, so um, that's kind of the long-winded conversation that could go on forever. But for me. I don't just blame this new generation that is coming up because I'll say us as the generation before them created them. You know, like there's now huge subsets. You, you're like, you got these lifting groups that only want to do this and only do that. And if you don't do this, then fuck you. And, or, they, or they're the brand lifts, lifters, you know, and if, they, if you don't have that, then you can't do this with us. Or you know you look a certain way, or you know whatever, man. It's just like powerlifting to me was always a communal and family type of sport, you know, because mm-hmm. it did start in the in the garages, you know. It wasn't It wasn't a hugely uh, popular sport. Like I understand, like the Dugs, um the the Duggs that came before us, that you know they did this because they just wanted to be strong. And, and lift with their buddies and just, you know, do and, and do these things to have an outlet. But now this sport is being exposed to everyone, and everyone is kind of taking it on in their own way, and it's a beautiful thing. But we do need to have a certain level of responsibility if we're going to keep this sport healthy for those that are up, up and coming. I want my niece. I want you know, Wilmer's son to be able to come in this powerlifting realm that we're a part of and and thrive in it, you know, and and not and not want to deter them from it. I was like, why are we a part of this thing? You know, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. And I know we can uh do our due diligence here to to continue to steer this thing that we call powerlifting, you know, in a in a in a healthy way. Uh, I, I don't have any other way. I say it. it's like in a manner in, in which, you know, everybody can come be a part of what we're doing and get something out of it and better and better their lives.
2: I think in that same sense then we should also hold the federations to a higher degree. Um, and with that being said, I think they there is a lack of support sometimes depending on the federation you're in. I'm not going to say which, but there uh, there's no a lot of that's not a, a lot of outreach. Um. If like you can simply do some simple ass math, you can look up your federation registration. You can look up on Open Powerlifting how many uh, lifters lifted last year or within the last twelve months in that federation, and you could do some simple math and multiply that number by the registration, um, and you'll get a, a just a rough estimate of what you paid for to them. And then you could even do some more math and think multiply that same number by the re- what a, reg- a a regular registration for an event is like. There's a lot of money in this sport but it's not going to small businesses. I don't think it's going to a lot of the athletes and helping out. There is a, there's a handful of great meet directors out there, but the real power is in the hands of the federations. Because I think if you really wanted to mold the minds of kids and or help them and understand this and move the sport, one, I think we either need to have a facility, we need to have a kids program somehow. Because, um, like, when did you get introduced to football?
0: Um uh. I've always seen it, but I didn't get into, I didn't get like exposed to like the pop Warner stuff until I was in um, almost
1: middle school.
2: That's still younger than when you started lifting, though. Yeah. When did you start going to play soccer?
1: Uh, was fourteen.
2: That's still, yeah, still younger yeah. than you started lifting. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least competitively, like things like that are what perpetuates the sports that are already going on. Same thing with basketball. Like TJ is a good example. He's or and Miguel, they both played uh, basketball at the church. Cross country, exactly. That's another pro. KK and, and Michelle's doing cross country.
0: You got other kids that are
2: five years old. My exactly my point. So the only sport that doesn't really have that is like powerlifting. We don't have no youth re- uh, powerlifting. They even got youth wrestling. You can start wrestling in like three. Um, but with that, my, for real though, like you know what I mean? Like you can. There's like three year old kids out there doing something. <laughs> I won't say it's wrestling 100%, but they're trying. Um, it comes with time. Like money makes moves. And I don't say that a better way. It's Just that, think about where all your where your dollars being spent and how that dollar is being spent afterwards. Um, I can't speak for everything that we're gonna ever do. I can't I can't tell you the future, but I can tell you that we are trying our best to be a pillar in our community and in the community of like strength sports. Um. And like I, I'm trying not to like boast. Like that's what I'm, I'm trying to like think around it because like we do a lot. Um. And I would like us to continue to do more. So every dollar that you spend here with us ensures that we get to make a big impact in your lives and other people's lives, regardless if you know it. And that's all I think we could ever ask of other people and people of influence in the sport. Is to find where you can give back and give back as much as possible without hurting yourself.
0: So with that being said, you guys, that is podcast the sustained by hustle podcast we hope you guys enjoy our content that we put out you know again we just talk about what's going on in our lives what's going on within our business and just trying to give some insight on us who we are as people it's not always going to be this heavy but the topic kind of just came naturally i wanted to talk about it and um i just brought it to the podcast this is just a genuine conversation this is inscripted and um we're just going to continue to bring these kind of topics, you know, that we can talk about. And if you guys want again, drop in the comments anywhere that you hear this podcast, or if you want us to speak on something more specific, drop it on, uh, on the Instagram nightmare underscore muscle or at your friend, Ryan, or at breaking PRs, um, uh, or at Mike, Michael's uh, Instagram is too confusing for me to That's say. All right, but, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Mike doesn't like to be hit up on his Instagram. So, um, Just drop it in the comments, man. Let us know what you guys want to hear. If you want us to speak on something specific or have our insight on it, we'll love to talk about it. But other than that, you know, again, you guys, we are here because we care. We love y'all. And we want to continue to push this thing that we call powerlifting and fitness in your lives because we use it to overcome adversity in our lives. And we know that this has what has helped us become the people that we are today. And this can only help you guys become the better person that you want to become tomorrow. With that being said, I'm out. I'm done. Mike, take it away.
2: Nice. Well, you know what's gonna happen is all everyone's gonna hit me up because of what you said. <laughs> they're gonna like, go looking for it. But with that being said, a quick little note from our sponsor, Nightmare Muscle. You know they're the best. They, what everything they do is what keeps this podcast alive, and it keeps us around a long table and in this one little mic. We use code Built by um, at checkout at nightmaremuscle.com to save a little bit of money. Um and you can thank your friend Ryan for that. Will for Will Skills he's over recorded me which I, made me feel super uncomfortable. Dang. I know I was not caught off guard. But hey, use Bill by Heart at checkout at nightmaremuscle.com, save a little bit of money, save a little bit of bread and get yourself some brand new sleeves. Um, and be on the lookout for the newest latest equipment that's coming out soon. Peace.
0: Yeah, peace. You going to say goodbye? Bye.